You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Man, it has been one hell of a time to be a Kingdom fan, and we're not stopping yet. Joanna Going gave the best description of our next guest when she called her delicious. Yes, we are talking about Juliet Jackson, who plays Shelby on the hit series we know and love, Kingdom, now streaming on Netflix. We have been in love with her from the moment we laid eyes on her and her no-nonsense approach with Keith. It just keeps us on our toes and laughing. We have another awesome show for you. This is one you do not want to miss as Juliet talks to us about her film career. Obviously, Kingdom, right? and play some devil's dandruff with us. So much more, let's get it. So without further ado, the Funkaholics podcast proudly presents to you, Juliet, Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I've been excited to talk to you guys. Oh, oh my, my God, we're, you have no idea how excited we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are very excited, very excited. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Funkaholics podcast. Thank you. Like I said, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> oh, we're definitely uh, excited to have you here. Like it's, uh, um, I've been a total fanboy these past couple of days with the people that we've gotten to talk to and my, um, my heart rate just went up again now that you're on here. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to your episode with Joanna going. That was a lot of fun. Oh, um, thank so. you so much. We had such a blast with her. She's yes. wonderful. She is. She was so much fun. My gosh. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Juliet, we're going to ask you a couple of questions that we came up with. You know, um, me and Angela are such huge fans of the show and we absolutely adore your character. I know uh-huh. five years ago, we're a little bit old school. We, we watched it when it was on audience. So there was a lot of conversations about Miss Shelby. We, uh, we fell in love with you right <laughs> away. So... <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I just had so much fun playing Shelby, and it's great to relive it all now, and that more people are getting a chance to watch it. So thank you for getting the word out. Oh, absolutely. The The craze is definitely out there right now, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So right before we jump into things, we do, we do things here at the Funkaholics where we do a cheers to a great episode and to our guest that is on here. So we would like to give you a cheers, Miss Juliet. I love this idea, and I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. What are you drinking today, Ms. Juliet? Well, today I actually have a Modelo beer because I listened to an episode um, of you guys, and I heard that you were drinking Modelo beer as well. Ah, very nice. That yes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, I heard, I, yeah, Nando T, I think you were the one drinking it. And I'm like, this is so perfect. I have a refrigerator full of Modelo right now from Mr. Jay Kulina, who happened to leave them over at our house. So I thought this is the perfect time to open them. Oh, my, my God. God. That's you so totally cool. just made my day now. <laughs> <laughs> Nando T, what are you drinking today? Um, today, I am still supporting our local breweries. So I picked up a lager from Marble. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Very cool. I I actually, I I was thinking, 
that Miss Juliet, it's a little early in the day for you. It's still like two o'clock in the afternoon. So I went with an iced coffee blonde from Blue Moon. I haven't tried oh. it. So this is my first time. So cheers. Cheers. That cheers. sounds delicious. I know. Yeah, great episode of Miss Juliet joining us. Thank you. And even more excited now that I know she's drinking Modelo and Jay Kalina left that. Or <laughs> not Jay, but uh... Jonathan Tucker. Jonathan. <laughs> so Angela's got, um, Angela did a little stalking about you and she wanted to ask you a couple of questions, you know, just talk about a little bit of your film history and go into a couple of things like that. Then we have some questions for you. We've got some fan questions and then we've got a game. We hope you're ready for it. I am ready. Sounds fun. Excellent. Angela, you want to get started? Well, first, we just wanted to tell you and Byron, happy belated anniversary. That is amazing. Congratulations. That is so fun. Yes, the lucky seven. Yeah. That's awesome. Seven year itch. Luckily, we don't have it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, very cool. Very cool. But I know that you also have two little girls and... Was it Lola, the one that you were pregnant with on the show? Yes, Lola, our first daughter. That was the most fun experience. I think those were some of my favorite scenes to shoot. Just so (laughs) special. And then, like, one day she can look back and see it. Um, Yeah. That is so cool. And your baby, she, Lucinda, she just turned one. She just turned one. They're about two and a half years apart and have so much energy. They keep me on my toes. Um, they're so cute together. I mean, we've been getting a lot of time at home and I'm just so thankful that they have each other to play with, um, to entertain one another. They're so cute. They are. There's this adorable <laughs> picture that you have of her with her birthday cake and her, like her foot is pulling cake <laughs> and frosting. I just love that picture. Like you could tell she's just having a ball with that cake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love just letting them, I'm like, here's the cake. Go ahead. You two. We're not having a big party, but have fun, make a mess. Have fun. Do what you yeah. like. <laughs> so since you aren't able to be at home more, how's quarantine life been with the kiddos? Oh, I must say it's challenging. Um, All the memes that you see are true. It's just like getting through. I think I understand now why why the mom drink is white wine. It's like by the end of the day, you just want that. (laughs) And it's light enough not to knock you out. So you can still get up the next day. Um, That's right. You know, there's those challenges, but on the other hand, it's just been so nice for us to all get so much time together and not much shooting. So Byron's been around a lot and we've just been getting so much quality time together, which you can't ever get back. It's like this time is so special when they're this little and I love it um, that he's getting to see them. They're getting all the time together and all of that. So every day I try to focus on the bright side of that rather than the exhaustion and Lucinda still wakes me up three times every night so. no really oh I my don't. gosh Lola was, Lola was the best sleeper it was like she would nap for forever she loved going to bed she would sleep through the night and Lucinda just wants to play wants to be up <laughs> wants to see me she'll just keep keep crying until I come in and say hello so um it it, it gets tiring 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially because they're so close in age. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, having to keep, it's like, how did they get this energy? And may I please have some? Because <laughs> I, I, know, I, how do I get that back? <laughs> how do I get that back? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did watch Spermicide. That you, oh, you did. did? I oh, did. Oh, my good friend's movie. <laughs> Oh my, my god! Friend. And I was just gonna ask you how how did you end up being in that in that movie? My friend April, um, I think it's under April Gilbert or Hazel Dean. She wrote that and directed it and made it with her friend. Basically, all, I, don't, I think almost zero budget. So she made a full length feature film just on her own with her equipment, edited it, put it together. So that was a labor of love for her. And I'm so proud of her for doing it. It's, you know, a lot of people make shorts or other things like that, but she went ahead and did a feature film. Um, that is awesome. So, yeah. so, so I kind of want to give a little bit of the background to Spermicide. It is not, the name of it isn't really what you think it would be. And I thought that was really cool because um I'm just going to say a little bit of the movie. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Other Funkaholics that are out there, I think you should all really watch this movie because <laughs> it's really cool. So there's a guy, and he, which is Glenn, and he finds out that he's been diagnosed as a psychopath. But back in the 80s, he was a sperm donor. And so his daughter, which is April, um, but her, her name in the movie is Polly. Um, they try to find out to see who all of these people that obtained the sperm and had his offspring, who these kids are to see how successful they are or what their backstory is. And I love when they go and they meet everybody. And um, I get to find out <laughs> what happened as they grew <laughs> up because <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Um, he's a he's a sociopath. So because he's a sociopath, that genus passed to pretty much every one of his offspring. Um, but I thought I thought it was such a great movie. And and you are like the normal one. You're the normal one out of all of them because they all have something. And again, I don't I don't I don't want to tell too much of the movie because I think it's such a great film in April um, when I saw that it was April that was Polly I thought that was that was pretty good that was awesome <laughs> I just love the idea the concept of it you know yes. similar to Dexter kind of the, the yes. serial killers but that are doing it for good you know it's like oh well, I can't I can't let my offspring out there if they're gonna turn into killers themselves <laughs> exactly. so I better go stop them before <laughs> Before they get out there. And then, yeah, my yes. character, I guess it would be giving it away a little bit, but I'm kind of normal one. So they take it on a case-by-case basis, what they're going to do. Yeah, and then they're trying to figure out, like, so what Polly is, like, questioning you, like, yeah, but what's the real reason why you do all <laughs> yeah. this? And, and, you know, your character is trying to, like, help her grandma, help, you know, even a homeless guy and, and homeless cats. And they're trying to see... What's the catch? But there is no catch. You're the normal one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's, but, what, what are you going to get out of this? It's like, oh, and then you're yes. going to steal from your grandmother? Like, yeah, exactly. No, I just want, I actually want to help people. <laughs> I, I really like my grandmother. <laughs> I thought the it was awesome. need my help. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was, it's, 
it's very dark humor, but that's definitely like along the lines of my type of humor. So I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Me too. And my friend April, she just comes up with idea after idea. And we we get together every week and we hike and we're always coming up with like, what's the next thriller? What do we want to, what do we want to make? What do we want to write? We're always kind of trying to dream of the next thing. Next, we'd like to try to make something together. And we have a few ideas we're throwing around. We haven't landed on anything yet, but it's it's a lot of fun. That's really cool. Um, okay, Nando, you can you can go ahead and ask our Shelby questions now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. All right. So the first question that I have for you is, how much fun did you have playing Shelby, and were you a were you a fan of MMA? How much fun, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, 20. I just loved every day I got to be on set. Shelby was so much fun to play. And I I had watched MMA before because my husband Byron's a big fan. And I grew up with three older brothers. So I had nothing girly around me. You know, it was football, fighting, all that, that type of thing, that type of world. So it's something I had watched and seen and was comfortable with. So just to be able to be a part of that and a part of this story was really exciting for me. Um, I loved it and I love getting to go back and relive it and the whole, you know, the years that I spent on that set growing with everybody and just, I, it's wonderful. That so, is so cool. So we, we got to talk with, with, with Mr. Mac, uh, the mm -hmm. junkyard dog, we call him. <laughs> and, um, he had said something that happened, you know, in the, in one of the, or during one of the sets where, you know, they were handing him real beers. <laughs> and um, was there anything, you know, did the, did the production crew or anything like that, you know, play any jokes on you, you know, during, you know, some of your takes or, you know, did anything like that go on or, you know, were you maybe the one playing jokes on people? Oh, me. I'm trying to think if there's anything like fake beer added on, but it was a, a very fun, lively atmosphere. I'm trying to think of something else like the beer that would have been great. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anything specifically like that. It, it was a good mix of, you know, serious and taking everything seriously and then here and there adding in a joke. But, you know, Jonathan Tucker was always fun. To shoot with he would throw things you know pick you up or throw you around or just throw things your way that you weren't expecting i mean that's what jumped to my mind first when i think of like surprises just anything yeah. he did was a surprise <laughs> we 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 tend to believe now you know after watching the show i mean you know again this isn't a show that you can binge watch you kind of give you got to give yourself a mental break but i couldn't imagine how it was for you guys on those intense scenes you know so you kind of picture like, you know, there's got to be some type of humor going around, you know, just to, you know, keep everyone's spirits up and stuff. Because, you know, there, you know, there's some episodes where it takes us into a dark place. There's a lot of episodes, I mean, that go really dark. And also, too, on the, the fighting days, those days would get really long. Anytime they would be shooting a fight, and especially the actors in the fight, it was so physical. And it was just from morning until night. And then... Um, but everybody in the audience would, you know, just at the right time, crack a joke. Paul Walter Hauser was wonderful to have on set. Like he just kept everybody laughing and having a good time and having fun. And just when you thought your energy was gone, you know, he said something to crack you up or 
<laughs> that type of thing <laughs> to keep you going. That is and awesome. Then, plus, you get sometimes you get past that tired point, and then when you're just delirious, yes, and laughing at everything, and then those are even some of the more fun moments. I'd say that's right. You're so tired that everything's funny. That's right. And, and I, and I'm glad that you, that you brought up Paul, because I think the interaction with Shelby and Keith was just super hilarious. You guys had like this rivalry and the one, the one episode that (laughs) really made me crack up was the fact that Keith comes in and he dumps all of Ryan's clothes for Shelby to watch. And Shelby just kind of like throws it on the counter. Like, I guess you should get to it. But what, what inspired that rivalry? Like why, why was there such rivalry between Keith and Shelby? Cause even Keith is like constantly complaining about Shelby. <laughs> I know that. I mean, that cracks me up. I love <laughs> shooting those. Love, love, love shooting those scenes. And I think just from the beginning, I mean, that's how I met Keith. And, you know, the front desk was my station and I loved it. It was my spot and I don't know this person. And he just came and threw all this stuff in my space. So it was a little bit like, excuse me, you know, like (laughs) this this is Shelby's spot. Like this is my little area and I take it very seriously. And no, you can, like, I'm just going to push all this off, you know, go ahead, go along. And I think Keith is just so funny. I think he, he's just like, okay. And then it kind of got in his head like oh she doesn't like me you know and then every time we saw each other even in the fight sometimes we even though you couldn't see us on film we'd give each other little glances and it's kind of like oh do you not like me or do I not like you but I mean I, I really did love Keith though so <laughs> all in good <laughs> I I know like in the film you can't or in the show you can't smell the clothes but you know it's it's actually funny because he tosses the clothes and you just know it's like ew gross yeah. <laughs> like like get it off dirty stinky <laughs> fighter clothes like not just yes. regular sweat like that it can get disgusting you know in yeah, a exactly <laughs> yes exactly that is too funny. Uh, just the, you know, just the interactions between you two and the acting that we see, and you know, it's coming live in front of, or not coming live in front of us, but, you know, we're watching it, and, oh, man, some of the best scenes were, you know, between between you and Keith, and, you know, it, it was great. So, in my, in my next question, you know, you worked very close with Alvi, you worked very close with mm-hmm. Lisa. Mm-hmm. I took a long time to think about this when you know when we found out that we we're getting you and I'm like how can I make this interesting for Miss Juliet so I came up with this question so would Shelby leave Navy Street if there was an opportunity to work with Lisa and King Beast Ooh, oh, that is a good question because throughout my seasons too like my loyalty kind of at some points I kind of felt like I was more Lisa's assistant, and another points more Alvi's. Um, I think a lot of it would have to do too with Mac and what, you know, if um, what's going on with Mac and Shelby. But okay, my initial reaction might be yes because it'd be starting something new and the excitement of that and the experience of going someplace new and being there from the beginning. But I think it would have to depend on a lot of different things. I love it. Yes. Love it. Love the answer. <laughs> yeah, which it kind of like takes me to, you know, when you're talking about 
being an assistant for Alvy and being an assistant for Lisa, Shelby kind of got to the point where she just couldn't deal with Alvy's bullshit anymore. So when Lisa comes back, she asked Lisa, can I just strictly just work with you? Because like she just pretty much had it. Nando T and I had talked about, you know, in some of the other podcasts, how much more Shelby and Mac were pretty much the normal ones out of the whole show. Yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like no drama, you know, it's just like, she would just go to work, do what she did. If they, you know, if they wanted something or did something, she'd just go and take it and be like, okay. And then walk away. So, I mean, is that, is that like a, like a, like a really good, you know, assumption of Shelby and Mac, like, them being pretty much the normal ones out of the whole crew. <laughs> I think that, I mean, before, after the show ended, maybe a couple years after it ended, who knows where it would have gone had it had a chance. But I always like to say in my mind, like Mac and Shelby were the happy ending. Like the two of them got together. Maybe they have another baby. I don't know, but he's working as a nurse. You know, she could be working at a gym or teaching stretch or yoga classes, kind of living that happy, sane life. <laughs> and, I, and I like that thought, you know, I'm like, I want to see these two people happy. Um, but just in terms of Shelby, I feel like she always just was herself, you know, whatever she was thinking, she said it. It didn't, you know, she wasn't thinking too much how other people would react to it. You know, what I'm feeling in the moment I say, what I want, I do, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of very pure, innocent in that moment of not having a whole lot of manipulations or, uh, anything else going on, just sort of like, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm happy with it. And that's what it is. Yes. I love that about you and Mac because, you know, we, we see other DJ blowing up. We see Elvie blowing up. We see Ryan, you know, playing these little games and him blowing up and, you know, all these things, but you don't see that with Shelby or even Mac. Like you guys are just so calm and collected. Like, it's just like, nothing bothers you. <laughs> like you just don't get involved <laughs> yeah exactly like in a show full of chaos like you guys are like the middle ground like you guys are like oh, okay we're just gonna watch this and see what happens <laughs> I think like part of us must be drawn to the drama though it's like we like drama and we need to be around it you know I'm like I'm happy just to, to be sitting in the middle of it and looking around me and, and watching it all go down without, without having to, to get too involved <laughs> Uh, do you think that Mac or do you think that Shelby ever felt that kind of um, responsibility in a sense that, you know, how Mac is, you know, kind of giving the guys all these drugs. And now that Shelby is pregnant and Mac is kind of, you know, his maturity level when it comes to giving all of them the drugs. Do you think that they kind of both together are kind of feel a little bit guilty of what's going on or do you think that they're just like you know they're adults it's totally up to them this is who they are oh guilty of giving out the drugs Uh uh-huh specifically I I do think there's a little bit of both you know uh, a give and take because part of it is like well I can't stop you if you're gonna do it and if you're gonna do it I'd rather I think Max said that at one point, I'd rather have you do it through me than on your own. So at least I can know it's safe. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, I think you do feel a little bit responsible or wish you could change things or have them be a certain way. Mm-hmm. 
for, for other people, you know, you, you want to do that, but unfortunately you can't. Right. So quick question, because now that my brain's running wild, <laughs> <laughs> was that a little bit of flirting between you and Mr. Mac at the, at the, at the front desk when, you know, you had the book open, you were studying, he asked you, and then, you know, he passed you a little something, something. You know, yeah, so, way back in the second episode, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the way back so, then it was. <laughs> so did Mr. Mac have Shelby's attention there a little bit or was this just something in passing? I, you know, in my mind, because even in the last season, it said like, dude, Mac, she's not giving you the time of day, you know, move on. Right. I kind of right. think we have a really good close friendship. You know, back then there was flirting, parties were around each other. I think it's one of those things where I think maybe... I did always love him, but didn't think about going there. And I just think there's a very closeness there, but maybe Shelby didn't see that. Or I don't think I thought of him as the guy I would end up with. Um, you know, maybe it just sort of after years of being close happened one night at a party or something else. And maybe I at first didn't think that this could go somewhere. And I don't know what would happen if the season went on, but I think maybe slowly, you know, we kind of made our way together. That's what I saw. You know, like I see him. He's so nice to me when I'm pregnant. I can just yes. picture him being like the most accommodating dad. And in the last season, Shelby went on bed rest. So like, mm-hmm. I just think, I think he really, you know, he stopped taking the calls to go to parties. I think he really tries to show me that like this is important to him. And at some point, like, that's what you want in life. You know, you don't care about everything else. Like I want that partner that's going to be there for me and treat me well and love me. And the attentiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Shelby may have found that in Mac. You know? Yes. One of my absolute favorite scenes. And like I said, um, like I was like voting you and Mac, like the best couple in the show. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it happened towards the end, but you know, we got it. It happened. Um, that scene where, where, where Mac, you know, was like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Put that down. You know, don't be, you know, lifting things and, you know, doing that. And then, you know, where he kind of, you know, puts his hands on your stomach and, you know, uh, and is talking to you, and, you know, into the into the baby. I mean, it's just it's an absolute beautiful scene. Like I was like I was like starstruck. I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what the kingdom needs. Like, we need a little bit of light on the darkness that sheds on this show sometimes. You know. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love that scene, and and Mac was so sweet, and he's like, I pray to God he gets my hair. <laughs> I was just cracking up. So I envision us having a little redheaded boy running around. <laughs> he was so sweet and even though I know part of me was resisting him like shooting that scene I couldn't help but want to be closer to him he was just just so nice and it it felt I felt very bonded to him at that moment that that was a like like I said it it was just such a great scene and um so I'm gonna step a little bit away from kingdom but kind of you know jump back right back in but uh, here at the Funkaholics podcast, we love dogs um, a little too much. <laughs> Me too. You Me bull. too. You have a pit bull named Lily. Well, she passed away, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, she I lost was... one too last year. Oh, you did? I'm so sorry to hear that. That's um, w- We lost ours last year, too, from bone cancer. Oh. It was, it was devastating for all of us. What, what happened yes. to your pup? I cancer mm-hmm. yeah cancer oh no how old was she 14 years I was blessed oh you were oh I'm well I mean it's, it doesn't matter when you lose mm-hmm. a 
a person, an animal, you know, it's, it's always sad, but um, I'm glad you at least got 14 good years with her. Yeah. She's a beauty though. We've seen her on your Instagram. Oh my gosh. She was a beauty. The color on her, that gray color was amazing. Oh, I have a funny story. I don't know if you remember this from season one, but where Shelby's going off about how Ryan's parents are from Kern and she's like, my dog is from Kern. Oh, yes. My dog really actually was from Kern. We really did. Her litter was found um, under a deck, abandoned. There was eight of them, and they were all sick. And some nice person found them and paid all their vet bills and nursed them back to life and got them all adopted. So oh that actually that awesome. came from. Oh, that is oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. I love that. Oh. Did- did you get to bring Lily, like, you know, around the set? You know, did she, you know, did she, did she, did she come, you know, or God, I'm stuttering here. Sorry. Uh, did she get to come around the set with you? She actually never did go on actual set, but I know Byron took her into the writer's office a few times and brought her around there. Just on set, there's a lot going on, a lot of lights, a lot of noises, and um, didn't want to skip. Since she was a rescue, she was pretty timid, you know, and could get scared mm-hmm. easily from a lot of people. So we didn't take her to the full set, but she was definitely in the writer's room. Very cool. Did she get close to any of the actors? Jonathan or did Tucker, any of them fall in love with her? Jonathan Tucker fell in love. Dog. I think he was as sad as we were when Lily passed Aww. away. Like, he he would just come by sometimes just to see Lily. Um, he'd stop by. He's like, oh, I'm just here to see Lily. Like, I'm, I'm just loving up on my dog and cuddle her and... <laughs> I can't explain how she was just so special she was my dream dog she was so tuned in to me and Byron and our emotions and you could be sitting there not make any noise and just your emotions would change and she'd run up and jump on top of you and sit on your lap like she just felt everything you felt isn't that amazing isn't that Mm -hmm. amazing how they do that and I have I have two schnauzers and I mean, it's just so crazy. You'll just, like you said, you'll be sitting there on the couch and they'll come and they'll nudge, they'll nudge you like, I love hey, that so much. like, hey, I'm right here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I literally have Mercy laying right here on top of the table while I'm recording. She's sitting in her little diva bed and she's, she's already cutting logs. She's passed out. That is perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I'm like, Lily is with me in spirit. I would have her here with me as well if I could. Oh. I um, I had Pebbles cremated. That's that's my one that passed away mm-hmm. last year. And um, I I bought like a charm where I can carry her with me everywhere I go. So trust me, I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea because I had Lily cremated too, and my friend April we just talked about got me something where you can kind of plant her ashes and for it to grow up into a tree. Oh, and that is idea. very cool. I love that idea. And I haven't done it yet because I think I may be moving soon. So I want to wait till I know where I'm going to be. Um, Before be you plant the tree. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought about doing that. I love the idea of wearing it around your neck too. Maybe I, I could do a little bit for a necklace and then the rest into a tree. Into the tree. That is so cool. Well, we, we also have um, a question from the group of bring back kingdom 
And um, that's the group that has like a Facebook and they have, you know, they're on Instagram and they're on Twitter and they're, you know, like this huge fan base that's just fighting so hard to bring Kingdom back. And what we did is we reached out to them to see if they had any questions for you. Um, And so one of their questions said, did you get to write the lines for the show? Did you get to write any lines for the show? Um, not specifically in the writing process. Like Byron was very, very adamant about doing everything the way he saw it. But I was lucky in that I got to see a lot of the behind the scene things before they happened. So he might talk to me about a character or ideas he had about what might happen. Or, you know, we'd chit chat about things that could be happening in the future. And I mean, one of the coolest parts of this whole experience for me is I got to see this when it was just the speck of an idea of like, oh, I think I want to write a show about MMA. I don't know. I don't know where to start or what it is to the whole process of writing the pilot to getting it cast to all of a sudden one day being on set with 200 people around you and having it actually come to fruition. So getting to be a part of all that was so much fun. And even the casting, like going through and he'd always ask my input on like, Ooh, what did you have some you know, ideas for actors or what do you think of this person? And I even remember when Jonathan Tucker came in to read for Ryan and it was like, I remember thinking like, Oh no, he's not Ryan. I see him as Jay. And I was like, I already, already thought of that already moved on. <laughs> like that's exactly what I thought when I saw him too. So I think just that and, and you know, getting to talk about the characters and then see them, come on the paper and then come to life. Yes. It was amazing. And then every time, you know, sitting down to read the script, sometimes it'd be like, oh, that's, that's the thing we talked about. Or, oh, he talked about how he used this in the scene. And that's really fun. Or when you see lines from your life or things you talked about show up in the script. Yes. That's really exciting. Yes. That's not, I mean, it's, and we've talked about this like every single time on our podcast and, you know, how special everything was because we, we literally could feel it through the screen that everybody mm-hmm. just poured, you know, their, you know, their tears, their sweat. I mean, just everything through the screen, we could just feel it. And I think that's why the fan base is just so addicted to the show because everybody just did such an amazing job, you know, from, like you said, the writing, the casting and just the acting. I mean, it just grabs you and you're just gravitated and, I mean, I remember there were times like like, three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, one more episode. I have to go in (laughs) at eight o'clock in the morning, but I think I can squeeze in one more. (laughs) (laughs) I love that people feel that way. And I mean, I know it was a little different, but I was the same way just in terms of reading the next script. And as I would read the script, I could already see it was just so well written that I felt like I just watched the episode in my head and then. And then it was just brilliant. Everybody's part. So that is amazing. And then it was there. Oh, so we've got another kingdom fan. Um, She is part of the the kingdom group that's on Facebook. And she was super excited to hear that she could ask you a question. So her name is Matilda song Cole. And she asks if you or your hubby came up with the idea of Shelby being pregnant with Max baby in season three. That was Byron's idea. Definitely. Byron's idea. Awesome. I'm going to be excited to hear that answer. <laughs> but I, you know, um, I, I loved it. So it, uh, it, it was the, 
like I said, I, I'm just a huge fan of you guys as a couple on the show, and that was just, you know, the, the best. I got one more question from, uh, this is Kingdom Series fan page, and they're on Instagram. And they ask, is there any similarities between Shelby and yourself? Well, I, I think there's a part of myself that I sort of amplify to be Shelby. And because our personalities are quite a bit different. I think I'm more reserved. I, th- I think a lot, a lot more before I speak. But there, there's that certain sort of brightness. And I think I have that where I just, I want to love everybody around me. I want everybody to be happy. I want things to be light and run smoothly. Um, so I think I just sort of tapped into that and kind of amplified it where it's just, I, I want there to be love and joy and brightness around me. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of viewed that, that as a Shelby trait and tried to, to bring that in. Great answer. That's awesome. Angela, do we have one more question in there? I don't think so. No. Season are four? We, are we, <laughs> well, she kind, of, she kind of already answered that. <laughs> My original question is, what would you like to happen for Shelby and if there was a season four? Mac and Shelby to be happy and be together and have a baby. And I think, you know, Nando T and I had already talked about that. And that's actually what we wanted. <laughs> Is that what, I wonder what other people would want, but. Um, well, we can so tell you what hear. Max said. Oh yeah. We what can, did Max say? Max said that he would love to have some romantic scenes that Byron would be forced <laughs> to write. Yeah. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> Byron has will... to be on set. Yes, right. Yeah. He said he would love that. He said. <laughs> but... They love teasing Byron about all things, you know, anything. They troll Byron. <laughs> and like Nando T and I had said, like, we think you guys are like the best couple, probably the most normal one. But in the show, you kind of need that to be able to say, at least there's somebody normal on that whole show. <laughs> Definitely. Something turned out good for somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a little bit of like lightness and hope. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Are you ready for the game? Sure. All right, so you are familiar with the game. You've heard of the name, Devil's Dandruff, lightning Mm -hmm. fast with a hint of cinnamon. Okay. (laughs) No thought into the answers, just the first thing that comes to mind. Miss Juliet, are you ready? I am ready. Mountains or city? Mountains. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Golf or softball? Golf. Wine or a spicy beverage? Wine. Keith or Mac? <gasps> oh, <laughs> Mac. It's, I almost said Keith, but then I'm like, <laughs> Mac, Mac, Mac. <laughs> the, the beach or the pool? You know what? Ugh, I, can't, I can't get into this. I guess I'll have to say beach. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Buffy the Vampire Slayer or The 70s Show? Buffy. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. I'm yes. like, my birthday is right after Halloween. So I always uh, had a Halloween birthday parties growing up and got to dress in costumes and my mom would go all out. So that's Halloween special for me. 
That is awesome. Every every year when I lived in Albuquerque, we used to go trick or treating in Nando T's neighborhood, and we just loved it. <laughs> His neighborhood both- goes all out. <laughs> I lived in New Mexico for a while, actually, from what? Fifth, from fifth to tenth grade. Yeah, I I kind of feel like I grew up in New Mexico. Some of my best friends still are from from Farmington. Do you know Farmington? Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, you were way up there. Yeah, way up near the four corners. But I just had I loved my years in front. Did not want to leave and I still I still think back fondly on all of them. And my good friends, Yolanda, Lindsay, Natalie, everyone oh, from Farmington. That is that so is awesome. Cool. I wish I had known that. I would have came up with some more <laughs> speed questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's throw this one in real quick, Angela. Green or red chili? Green chili, definitely. I'm, that's one is. of the main things I miss about New Mexico is that you could get green chili on everything. I know. Yes. So, you know, green chili sauce, whatever you want. So, so I live in South Carolina right now. And so you can't find green chili here unless it's in a can or like frozen, which is like shipped over. <laughs> yes, and I was I so know. used to because of having like hatched chili, you know. And uh, even even green chili wine. I, I mean, I can have green chili on anything. <laughs> I miss it so much. I've even thought of trying to find a good place I could order it from. And funny you brought up the wine. Recently, I have a, a New Mexico or a hatch green chili wine in my wine cooler right now that my friend sent me from New Mexico. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll be connected because if not, I'm going to have to ship you a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I know. I don't. I don't know where to get it from, but. Um, yeah, I haven't tried the green chili wine yet, but I'll open that one day. It's pretty good. It is pretty, pretty good. It's not, it's not as overbearing as you would think. It's, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, you could have it, you know, with cheese, um, mm-hmm. like crackers, you know what I mean? And it's perfect. It's perfect. We have a friend that lives um, in close to Seattle, and so our other friends always shipping stuff to him for the same reason because he can never find any New Mexico brands. It's hard. (laughs) It's really hard to find. Like they just don't, like you said, it's only the can of like little diced up green chilies. Mm -hmm. That's all I can ever find. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Let me tell you a quick story about that. So I was flying out to Seattle to go see him. Right. And um, I literally had, so I have my carry on and then I have a suitcase. The suitcase was packed with ice and green chili, red chili, Bob's Burgers, uh, every type of chili possible from New Mexico just to take out there too. <laughs> wow. A it's true friend. A yeah. true friend. <laughs> I would do the exact same. <laughs> I was sitting there the whole time and I'm like oh my god if they ask me to open this bag it's going to be something to I don't know what I'm going to say when I, when I have to explain that one <laughs> I'm having a big craving now for the green chili <laughs> <laughs> okay so finish this phrase Shelby is light and fun yes I yes. agree Absolutely. So are you are you currently working on any projects right now that you like for us to kind of put a buzz on? Not right now. Right now I've been staying home with the, the little ones. Right after Kingdom ended, I shot a pilot for USA called Olive Forever, but unfortunately it didn't end up getting picked up. And then not long after I found out I was pregnant with number two. 
So since not much is going on right now, I'm kind of focusing on that. And um, like I said, doing a little bit of writing uh, <laughs> when I do get a little bit of time to myself. So writing a pilot and a thriller with my friend April. So we'll see if oh. we can one day get that made. Yes. How exciting. I'm definitely going to look forward to that. Oh, Oh, please tell April. Me, me a thriller. <laughs> please tell April I said thank you for her film because I really, really like Spermicide. <laughs> so, so glad you. Like so it. let me ask you really quick. You have um, your daughters that start with an L, and you had Lily that start with an L. Why an L? You know, I wish I had an answer. I actually don't. It just fell in love with the name Lily, and then fell in love with the name Lola and then fell in love with the name Lucinta. And we weren't even trying to do that. We have no connection to the letter L. Just fell in love with these names. I don't I don't know I don't know why. Um, but it can it can be a bit of a tongue twister sometimes. <laughs> and we decided already we might <laughs> like Lola, I mean Lucinda. But we thought for Lucinda, when she gets older for short, we could call her Indy. Because that's kind of oh. a nickname used for Lucinda. Yes. Indy, little Lucindy. So if it gets too confusing, you can always Move to that. <laughs> You're like now you will be indie. <laughs> I, yeah. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. So I'm. I have A, and everybody else in my family, they were all A's, and it wasn't. Oh, really? Yes, and it wasn't like even on purpose. Um, even my dog, his name's Ashton. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's like if you're trying to get somebody's attention, you will, it'll definitely always be the third person that you were originally trying to call. <laughs> Would your mom be like, Ashley? Yeah, Angela, exactly. Who you, know? Yeah, you know who I'm calling. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I know you do have a fundraiser, a charity that you like for us to go ahead and mention, and that is Angel City Pitbulls. And they're in Los Angeles, correct? Mm -hmm. And Yeah, they do great work with Pitbulls. And like I said, I'm, I'm, Lily was rescued too, so I try to support them when I can. I do, uh, I do a couple of fundraisers down here in Albuquerque, and then um, one of the ones that I got into was the Doggy Doddle, because Pebbles absolutely loved going for walks. I literally one time she freaked me out i took her to the vet nothing was wrong with her came back picked up her leash because i was picking up around the house and she was literally spinning like a top so all i needed to do was just pick up her leash and take her for a walk <laughs> so in memory of her um i joined the doggy doddle and you know we all we all walked for the you know for the cause and everything so when angela told me that angel city pitbulls was was one of your uh, was a was a fundraiser that you liked and that you you helped out with I was just like oh man I'm all in we'll do whatever <laughs> we can we've actually got friends in the in our in our family that have adopted pit bulls mm -hmm. and they absolutely adore them mm. yes yes thank you so so much I wish I could be involved with the with the doggy doddle that's what it was called if I was closer I would do whatever I can because it's it's important to me. And, and thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. So Funkaholics, whatever it is that we can do, we got to, we got to help Angel City Pitbulls. Um, and, and it's such a great organization. Pitbulls are just so amazing and so loving and so lovable. And we have a friend <laughs> that has a couple of them. And I mean, 
they're just so great. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful breed. They're wonderful, wonderful. If anybody wants to get a hold of you on social media, Miss Juliet, how can they get a hold of you? At uh, Juliet Jackson Five on Instagram. I love that Jackson Five part. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to leave for our fans? Just thank you so much. Thank you for the questions. And of course, thank you for the support to everybody. Um, you guys with this podcast, everybody online, it makes such a difference that people know there's fans and that they would like more. You never know. Um, don't know if that's it, if it's too late now, but every little support means so much to all of us, the cast, the crew, everybody involved. So thank you. Absolutely. And uh, Kingdom is on Netflix. So stream and binge. Go to at kingdomofficial.shop and get your merch. And I absolutely love, 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 love mine. The quality is just amazing. And that even the masks alone, I mean, they snug your face really well, which I really, really like. But everything on kingdomofficial.shop. Um, and watch the show. We can't say much more, but just please, please watch. Thank you so much, Miss Juliet, for all your time. Thank you both. Thank you so, so much. much. It was a lot of fun talking to you. We can't thank you enough, and we're going to let you get back to what you're doing, but hopefully we might be able to reach out to you soon and, and, and get you back on the podcast. We would love to have you again. We are here with open love arms it. for you. <laughs> you guys are so much fun to talk to, so thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, man. Miss Julia Jackson. Oh. God, she is exactly like her character. Oh, I just, just love her. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She, you know, and I know throughout the whole podcast, you know, from season one, season two, and season three, we've always just been like, oh, we just love Shelby because her her personality just resonates every single time you get to see her on screen and i i am just so glad that we she gave us her time and we had this beautiful opportunity to be able to talk to her oh. right i felt like i felt like such a shithead when i brought up lily i had no idea lily passed away but just her response and you know it just kind of sounds like She's kind of in the place where I'm at with, you know, with Pebbles. So that was, uh, it. Uh, I kind of wanted to ask her to see if, you know, if there was another opportunity for, for an adoption for, a, for another pup. But I was like, yeah, maybe too soon. So maybe later down the road we can bring her back on. And, you know, she's got a, a new member of the family. So we'll see where that goes. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, Joanna going. I think she gave the best description of Shelby where she said she's delicious. <laughs> yes. And I remember that because the whole time that she's talking, that's all I could think of, of how delicious Shelby is. <laughs> right. And she's talking and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like it, it's just so wonderful that somebody like Juliet would be able to play Shelby and just be exactly just that delicious. I just, I just loved it. I'm, I'm like so giddy right now with her. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, I'm literally going to have to like, I, I need like a, my heart needs a break from all these great interviews that we've been getting with these fans or um, uh, with the actors and the actresses. It's, uh, oh man, like I said, you know, like uh, 
you, you know, we, we sit there and think, you know, like the, the nerves are going to calm down a little bit after we get, you know, one or two knocked out, but nah, n- not happening. No, it does not happen. And Funkaholics, if you guys are all listening, sitting down, laughing at us, let me tell you, after we hang up on our podcast, we talk about it for about another hour afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't get enough. Like, we kind of like to you know, decompress from our anxiety from being on the phone because there's just so great. And, you know, and we talk about this time and time again, how wonderful the cast is. And you just hearing these interviews, you see that as a kingdom fan, what you fell in love with is, is literally the people that we're interviewing and they are just so pure. And yes. I th- and I think that's why their their character is just so astonishing. You know what's crazy? After talking with um, you know with with Joanna, Mac, and and Juliet, um, you hear Jay's name or Jonathan Tucker's name. You know when they talk about him and Jesus, it's it's uh it's so interesting just to hear that because you know they're giving us their view and all of them are spot on you know like he raised the bar there i mean he you know we sit here and we think and we're saying you know the show you know was you know written you know uh with with alvi in mind and you know he's the star of the show and stuff like that but i think somebody stole it (laughs) (laughs) well again i am team alvi (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> but but you're right you know all of them have you know expressed how much you know jay hasn't just been jay in the show but jonathan tucker was in the show and it's so wonderful to be able to be you know hearing this from them when jonathan tucker was there jonathan tucker was jonathan tucker and you know, the friend that everybody just absolutely loved. But when Jay was there, Jay Colina showed up, he brought it and everybody was just mesmerized with his performance. And again, we hear it from Twitter. We hear it from Instagram. We hear it, you know, on Facebook that everybody just sees Jay Colina. Like he is just phenomenal. And, you know, Jonathan Tucker, he just blew it out of the water. Yeah, we, if we can get him on the podcast, oh my God, I, we, we, I probably wouldn't even have a pulse, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, one of the things that I loved, uh, did you pick up what Juliet said that uh, Jonathan Tucker had tried out for Ryan? For Ryan, and she's right. I, I think for her to see that was, was part, like she did us a favor because I, I, I can't see him as Ryan. No. I just can't. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he couldn't have had played the, the Ryan, but I think Matt Lauria fit perfect for Ryan. And I think no, Jay. I'll say it. He does not belong <clears throat> as. Yes. <laughs> and I think. That character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think Jonathan Tucker was perfect for Jay. Yeah, they did. They did perfect. Yes. Um, it, it just amazed <clears throat> me what, what Byron did. I mean you know, just her talking about, you know, the, the writing that went behind it and, you know, the way that he wanted it and the way that it was, you know, his, his vision, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. I cannot believe 
this man's vision for these seasons and for him bringing this show to us. Like, I'm absolutely the moment that I hear that he's got something else coming up. I'm I'm all in. I just got to see what this man comes up with. He is an evil genius. Um, absolutely, and I think another thing that she brought up, which was such a treasure, is um, that she was able to from the beginning of the writing to, you know, the casting and watching it be filmed, I think would have been so great. Like I'm, I, I think that alone would have been just so, you know, such a gift to be able to watch this baby flourish from the beginning. Oh yeah. And then just her comment where she said, I would, I would get to read the scripts and she's like, I couldn't put it down. Like I, she's like, I literally could, she goes, it was written so beautiful that I could see everything in my head as I was reading it. And I'm like, Oh my God, peanut butter and jelly right now. Like, I just wish that I could have been, you know, in her spot, you know, just seeing, you know, just being able to read all that and seeing this thing come to life. So she, you know, she got to see, you know, the, the background, you know, the foreground, you know, everything inside and out. And that's just, that's really awesome. And she's such a great person. Um, I, uh, it's, it's very easy to, to fall in like, you know, it's, you, you fall in love with, with Shelby, but you can fall in love with Miss Juliet just as, just as quick. <laughs> yeah. And it's true because it's just so hard. Like I know they have a life and they don't want to stay on the podcast all day, but it's just so hard to let them go. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I want so much more to ask you, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, we could sit there and just, you know, pick your brain all day. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, we do got to let them go. And um, I'm, I'm glad you brought us up to that, Angela, because we are at that time and, and that point in the podcast where, you know, we got to we got to shut it down for a moment. But, we you know, we'll, we'll be bringing it back. So Funkaholics, be, uh, you know, look, be on the lookout for, you know, these these episodes coming. Um, also, we are going to be doing a season or we're going to be doing a recap of kingdom where we talk about, you know, our, our favorite episodes, our favorite scenes, uh, some of the things that we pulled from the interviews with the actors and actresses. Um, and then we're also going to talk what we dream about for season four. So guys stay tuned, follow, subscribe, hit that five-star rating. If you're listening on Apple, on Apple podcasts and let us know, talk to us guys. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, like I said, it's coming soon. I know I've been dragging my feet on that, but it is coming. I promise you. We would absolutely love the feedback. We would love to hear back from you guys. So 